1: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. A Dear Media Original Podcast. What's up, you guys? Welcome in to Back to the Beach. I know everyone is always so excited to get right into the episode, but I have to just er, stop you there for one second. We are going to talk really quickly about HelloFresh. If you've been listening, then you know that I love it. HelloFresh's quick and easy recipes, 20 minute meals, and low prep, low cleanup options provide an even faster route to putting food on the table around your packed schedule. Need another reason to stay in for dinner? HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant and is even cheaper than grocery shopping. That's money back in your pocket. Gear up for the busy fall season with 55 plus weekly options and take the stress out of meal planning and prepping. From family friendly to fit and wholesome and even veggie, HelloFresh has tasty and nutritious meals sure to please everyone. Sometimes, you guys, I go through cooking ruts. I mean, I just do. I finished another cookbook a few months ago, and I've kind of wanted to check out a little bit as far as it goes to meal planning. So this just takes all of the thought out of it. And these packages show up at your doorstep. Everything is already measured out. So it really is a breeze to make these meals, which I absolutely love. So you guys, you're going to want to go to hellofresh.com slash beach 16 and use code beach 16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. That again is hellofresh.com slash beach 16. And you're going to want to use code beach 16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. You guys trust me. You're going to want to check out America's number one meal kit. Everyone dances on the fucking bar in Cabo, okay? I'm sorry. I know they try to make it seem like it was just me. It wasn't, and it never has been. Everybody is on the bar in Cabo. Just wanna clear that up. We are so sorry for leaving you guys like that. There was just too much juice for one episode. So here we are. We're back and we are taking you through all of Cabo with us.
0: Part two of the Cabo episode. (sighs) I've had some time to think, reflect a little (laughs) more. And yeah, you can
1: still back out. You can still back out. Just say the word. (laughs)
0: Nope. We're we're ready to do it. Here it is. Back to the beach with Kristen and Steven. I'm Steven Coletti. This is
1: Kristen Cavallari.
0: Let's jump right in.
1: We're going to do the damn thing. Let's do it. So the first thing about Cabo is the entrances that I do know was filmed, I think maybe day two or three of us being there. And you can tell everyone's kind of tan a little bit. Everyone seems a little tired. I think Lauren had already lost her voice a little bit. Like that was definitely not in real time.
0: <laughs> yep. And then yeah, we have this little walk-up, and then Dieter and I go into this suite, which that's not our hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had That to was the producer's
1: the, room, right?
0: I, I believe so. I confirmed with yeah. Dieter. I was like, we didn't stay in that room, did we? He's like, fuck no, dude. Are you kidding me? Like we had like four of us in like a one bed, you know, a a, a standard hotel room, just as many people as we could pile into one room so that we could all actually afford to go. Because I think that was the hardest part about convincing with our parents was like, it wasn't going to cost too much money as long as we got a flight down there. You know, we could mm-hmm. all share a room for like $200. But yeah, you know, they picked their cast members, had us a little, you know, drive up and just like, I've just got a backpack. Dieter's not carrying anything. I think Dieter's <laughs> got a comment there that he, you know, he might have been a few drinks in already or on the tail end of, of a bender because he's just casually talking about an orgy, which is a oh, joke. Yeah. I, that's, that's Dieter <laughs> making a joke. But yeah, I don't think he would have been so uh, willing to just kind of toss around that joke with cameras rolling had he not yeah. been you know, four or five Miami vices down yeah. for a period of, of four or five days.
1: The first real scene that we have in Cabo is us all at the pool, drinking, having a good time. And there's one part where you, I'm at the bar, and you come up and try to, I think, hang out a little bit, and I just take off. <laughs> I'm like, see ya.
0: <laughs> well, first, I, I think I was trying to, was a cheap flirt over here. I think I grabbed you and, like, tried to, like, kind of throw you in the pool that yeah. you were already in. But they, that that hotel… One of the fun things about a tropical location like this, they have little bar stools sitting in the pool. And I mean, we would all just be huddled around there. And uh, I think my intentions, I was I was thinking that we were going to be like hanging out, having a good time together. And you were oh, definitely Oh, it
1: makes me sad. I was I was ready for Sam.
0: Oh uh, man, that's the beginning. Yeah, I feel like there's a table being set there, you know? And they got those there's, there's moments where obviously I think that was real the, though. Of I mean course. it's a yeah, real moment. That, and yeah. You know we are the alcohol's flowing and MTV mm-hmm. is just licking their chops about this because they know that this is, I mean, this is the stuff that they live for in creating the show is is these juicy dramatic moments and yeah I mean there's there's a real moment in my mind going down there I had a big buildup, um, which I think is, is a lesson that I'll learn a couple times with our relationship as far as with the expectations of like where we were at right of like okay. We're working on things. Maybe we're getting back together. Something like that. That was always floating. That last year, especially that last semester, where we knew basically by the time I went off to college, I think we had talked about this too many times. Where it was like we weren't going to be together, right? We didn't want to like do a long distance thing. We would always say like, "Oh yeah, never do long distance." Mm -hmm. But you know, we were trying to hang on to as many moments, at least in my mind. In my mind, because of through the ups and downs that we had, you know, leading up to this, I was always a sucker for like you know what? It'll be okay now, right? We're going to be good from this point on. And maybe this will be the turning point. You know, I I know that she's like, hook it up with Sam and that's just kind of a thing, but like, I'm still kind of getting, you know, positive reinforcement's not really the right thing, but we're still flirty, right? It's And so we are just kids and you're just not, you know, you're not making good decisions and we're just leading each other on in a way. And so in my mind, I've built up this Full fantasy of like what it's going to be like as far as like us having a great time down there. We're going to be in the pool having a good time. And like, you're going to want to hang out with me. <laughs> I think quickly I realized I was wrong. Well, I
1: think spring break was pretty early on in the shooting schedule because we filmed the pilot in January, right? And so our spring break was in April. I don't remember how much time was in between the pilot and you know, filming season one, but there was a decent amount of time because the show had to get picked up. So this was actually like pretty close to you and Lauren being together. And so I think for me, I was still kind of hung up on that. And I I don't think I went into Cabo thinking that you wanted to be with me. And I did think there was a real strong chance of you and Lauren being together. And so I think that's why I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm set on Sam. I'm not even going to go down this road because I don't even want to set myself up for that.
0: Interesting. I think when we got down there, and yeah, it was very clear that we weren't going to hang out and, you know, you were you're all over Sam and all that. And I was definitely jealous. And from there, probably just, you know, medicating myself with mm-hmm. the alcohol and trying to almost pretend like it's not as bad of a thing or I'm okay, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's fine. It's not going to ruin the trip. I've got all my other friends here. And so... I do remember, like, you guys were off in the pool. You were definitely hanging out with him and all over him. And I was kind of like, all right, that is what it is. We were single at the time. And so, you know, that's the choice that you're making. From there, just, you know, drinking and and hanging out with everybody. So it was like nothing really happened at the pool. But then the day goes on and you would just wind up having a ton of more drinks. You might throw in a taco from time to time. But (coughs) then… Eventually, we get out and, you know, we've been drinking for probably 12 hours. We probably started drinking at yeah. like 10 or 11 a.m. around the pool. And then now it's 10 or 11 at night and we're, we're downtown in Cabo. That's where we, we get to this moment, this infamous moment where I speak to you in a very uncool way. Which, you know, obviously is, is the most shocking and, and brutal moment for myself and my experience in the show. And for obviously my family having to uh, to witness me go through that because I can't say that this is obviously an MTV moment. This is very much an IRL, in real life moment where you're seeing a very immature little boy having his emotions boil over and not processing them in the right way, mixed in with a ton of tequila and it is a very unhealthy combination. And frankly, you know, I was embarrassed.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I get it to your point. You know, when you're 17, 18, you don't know that literally one conversation could make this so much better. Had you and I had a serious conversation before we went to Cabo of like, here's where I'm at. Here's where you're at. These are the expectations. None of this would have happened. But you don't know that when you're that age, you know? Yep.
0: Yep. That's very true. I think, yeah, we speak to each other, not wanting to, I think, let the other person down. Yeah. We string each other along, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of having, you know, more of a, a clean break. And so I think that's a big lesson that was that was learned here because, look, it is a bad moment. Yes, of course, I, I wish things had happened differently when we get to Kaboo, awful place where we are drenched in green light and completely blacked <laughs> out. But that moment is a sequence of bad decisions leading up to a very bad decision. It's like believing that our relationship was a healthy one to carry on after everything that we'd kind of been through, allowing ourselves to be filmed in Cabo, knowing that this was a very loose place for everybody to to drink and, and let loose and, and just completely escape things. To then, you know, consuming an excessive amount of alcohol knowing I was being filmed and then also not leaving the bar when I knew I should. I, I think that this is a, a big moment for me of, I knew things were wrong, but I didn't want to accept it, right? I knew that we were kind of done in our relationship, but I did not want to accept it. I knew I should have left that bar. You can even hear me saying it in the show, but I didn't leave. And then look what happened.
1: Hindsight 2020. All right, you guys. Again, I want to talk to you about HelloFresh. But actually, if you've been listening every week, you know both Steven and I are big fans. And so, Steven, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone why you love it so much?
0: Well, I recently was introduced to HelloFresh and I've told you guys a little bit how, um, you know, some of the meals that I've liked, something that shows up my door, and it's like getting this adult version of a sack lunch that you would take to school back in the day. But they have these nice boxes that come and they have everything all set aside for you. It's like opening a little gift, and I am very high on HelloFresh, guys, so you have to check it out.
1: Enjoy restaurant-quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal, and that's according to Zagat's dining survey.
0: Eating healthier has never been easier with low-cal, carb-smart, vegetarian, and pescatarian options every week. And no matter what you choose, every single recipe is packed with fresh produce sourced directly from farmers.
1: HelloFresh's streamlined supply chain means that produce gets to you faster and fresher than the grocery store.
0: Feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings.
1: HelloFresh has already donated over 4 million meals to charities in 2020, and now they're stepping up food donations to local communities amid the food insecurity crisis and pandemic.
0: There it is, guys. So get on HelloFresh. Go to hellofresh.com slash beach16 and use code beach16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Again, that's hellofresh.com slash beach16 and use code beach16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Remember, guys, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit.
1: It breaks my heart that this was a rough one for you because I'm actually proud of how I reacted to you. (laughs) I stand by it all of these years later because you were in my face yelling at me, calling me a slut, and I was just trying to walk away and I wasn't trying to react to you. I was really just trying to remove myself from the situation and just do my thing. And I didn't... I didn't remember that that was what I did, but watching it, I was like, you know what? I got to be honest and maybe not everyone will agree with me, but I was actually very happy with how I reacted instead of trying to fight back and get in your face and create a bigger scene. I was just trying to walk away. So I was proud of myself for being 17 hammered at a bar having someone yelling that I'm a slut. <laughs> I wasn't reacting.
0: <laughs> they have these lines put in there from you, but like, I don't even know if you're speaking English. There's a couple of moments Probably where you're, not. <laughs> you're saying something, but you have we have absolutely no idea what you're saying.
1: I think there was one where I was like, fuck you, Stephen!
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely that. Yeah, yeah. And rightfully so. Uh, I think someone after uh, using that language, you know, four or five times, you know, to you, you had every right to say, No, fuck you, Steven. I I agree wholeheartedly with you there. (laughs) Because look, I I feel like I said my point and I should have just gotten the hell out of there. And look, it's, I wish I got a little more of a heads up on that because I don't obviously remember any of that. You know, I was very blacked out, drunk and drinking tequila and, you know, having obviously not myself as something that is completely out of character for me. Look, we've all had moments in our life where emotions get the best of us, we boil over. And that is me literally at my worst right there. Yeah, Like my mom raised me in a good way to treat women. And and I believe in that to be well-mannered, treat you with respect. And to obviously never in a million years lay a finger on somebody or anything like that. And this gets almost close to that where I'm in your face, you know, calling you a slut. And that's like, that is one of the, probably the harshest moments of my life fortunate one, I, I don't even remember actually happening. I knew obviously the next day we fought and I do remember us fighting and I remember you dancing and like, you know, I, I even say it in the scene the next day, but all those different little moments where I approach you at the bar and I even scream it from across the bar. I could kind of on one hand, like how many times I've, I think I've, I've boiled over and like lost my cool in a sense where, you know, your emotions coming out like that. I think a lot of people could say that. Right. And it's, you know, incredibly mortifying that one of those moments for me is captured on camera and, you know, broadcast on TV. I do agree with you. I mean, that wasn't you at all. Beyond that, you never
1: yelled at me. I never saw you yell at anybody. I mean, it it truly was not you. And in a lot of ways... It was almost relatable because I feel like we've all experienced that really deep, jealous feeling before. And it sucks. And especially when you're so drunk like that and you are so young, you're emotionally immature. I mean, shit happens, but that wasn't who you are. That's not who you are. And so- I don't know. Was it your best moment? No, but I don't think you should be so hard on yourself. (laughs) I will say, though, I think everything is about intention. And my intention was not to make you jealous. That was not why I was making out with Sam. I really felt as though I was just doing my thing. I was like, just trying to have fun. I was hammered. I was just like dancing and, and, you know, doing my thing. I, I never in a million years would have intentionally tried to hurt you or make you jealous like that. I was honestly so drunk that I was in my own little world. And the other thing is everyone dances on the fucking bar in Cabo. Okay. I'm sorry. I know they try to make it seem like it was just me. It wasn't. And it never has been. Everybody is on the bar in Cabo. Just want to clear that up.
0: <laughs> I'll set the record straight, too. I, I do not believe dancing on the bar is uh, something that you should should not do. It's one of those moments where sometimes people say this, and I, I don't completely agree, but this is a moment where they say, you're never mad for the reason you think you're mad. And I'm not mad at you because you're trying to make me jealous or hooking up with Sam. I'm not mad at you for that. I'm not mad at you for dancing on the bar, making that, that point, and, and, you know, doing what you're allowed to do at that point because you're single. I'm obviously very upset with myself because I felt humiliated and heartbroken. And those are the emotions that like I'm trying to process in the time. And I, I, I didn't, but I would say this, I think it's hard. And I, and I don't put this all on you, but there was a lot of like leading on of us giving each other the perspective that like things could still maybe work out. Right. So it was Mm -hmm. like, I think you thought, okay, yeah, I still, you know, have this thing with Steven and we still got our little thing, but like we're single, so I can do what I want, and Steven's going to be okay with that because you know he's had his thing with Lauren and all that. So
1: and it's Cabo, so it apparently yeah. doesn't count.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the timing of like the expectations are going to be different, and maybe that dynamic and understanding everyone being exactly on the same page, like you mentioned before, would have been nice if we had that conversation because I obviously went in there, the tensions, thinking that like we're in a good place and we're going to have fun, and it's going to be us, you and I hanging out, and then that was not the situation and. For that, you know, I totally spiraled. <laughs> what a wild thing to witness 18 years later, though, yeah. to see, you know, that, that is one of the worst moments of my life. <laughs> and <Aww.
1: laughs>
0: it's, it's on camera. But to say the things that I said to you and get in your face the way I did is something that I'm also very sorry for. I wish that that did not happen and do feel that I should take ownership of what I did in that moment. And I do feel especially watching it back for (laughs) the first time in 18 years that I was out of control and definitely owe you an apology. So I am sorry for that.
1: That means a lot. I I appreciate that. 18 years later, I will take it. Yeah, but I mean, I get it. When you're in that mode and you feel those feelings, it's like all you want to do is like try to hurt somebody else or like get your point across. So, I mean, I stand by the fact that I do think it's actually relatable. And then, of course, in true MTV fashion, how they have to end the scene is with what I'm assuming is a wild line where you're like, where's LC? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you're gonna r- Run back to Lauren.
0: <laughs> they have like the back of my head and then I kind of turn to the side. It's something where I'm like, I go, what the fuck, dude? And you can see my mod camera saying that. And then maybe when we're all trying to gather and go somewhere, you know, and we're mic'd up and I just like, if like, you know, Dieter and and whoever else we're with at that time, trying to go on, trying to go to another bar, actually. Like I clearly, I actually eventually left the bar. It's like, we're all going. And it's like, I just want to go like, where's LC? You know, and they use that. And then we get into the next day and- it's funny because I got information from Dieter, from other people. They're like, oh, you are not in a good place. You were really wasted and you were yelling at Kristen. The whole like going up to you and screaming at you, and calling you a slut many times, that was never conveyed to me. So that was really hard to watch the first time. But you're still the next day fighting, trying to almost rationalize these actions that were completely inappropriate. Um, and Look, well you had everyone
1: egging you on at breakfast too. I mean, basically yeah. it was a shit-talking session on me including who I thought was my good friend Jessica. <laughs> so
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well you were being I think because look, they used the fact that like you were totally blacked out, just having so much fun and like bouncing around, just like having having a great time being like the big personality in the room, right? The, the mm-hmm. real like very loud, very like talking to people and just like bouncing off the walls if you will. And, you know, they're kind of using that against you. But, you know, there's a moment where you see the truth, I think, of how I felt about you, where I'm like, look, I think she's a great girl. And sometimes when she's had too much to drink, this happens. And that's the point I think I was trying to make. But obviously, it's, it's not. It's like, she's way too loose. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. I think when they knew that they had that moment and they backtrack in the episodes one through four leading up to this one, you've got that's that's sprinkled in the Kristen dancing on the bar, making out with different guys, Steven thinking that she's a slut. Like this is what we're yeah. working on, right? And and yeah. so what we're, we're building towards. And so it's tough to see that, like that is a pivotal moment in the show that a lot of the story is built around. And I'm glad that I didn't just completely shit talk you the next day because obviously I was still in love with you. And yeah. it was just like, look, I think she's a great girl. <laughs> I knew she's a great girl, but I think she's also making some bad decisions. But it was like, hey, Steven, you were actually making some pretty shitty decisions yourself. So
1: Well, you said that uh, you've had your best times of your life with me and the worst times. That kind of hit me hard.
0: <laughs> no, but I that, that moment was talking about Cabo.
1: No, I know. I know. You said it at breakfast the next day. Oh, okay. So you're talking about the worst time was literally just the night before.
0: The way I read it, and my instincts have been pretty correct throughout this, that that's a piece where we're all just talking about all the crazy stuff that goes on in Cabo. Oh, I've had my best times and I've had my worst times. I didn't say you. If oh, you if you go back and watch it, because interesting. You know, I was like, "Am I saying that about her?" I was like, "Look, I was like, that that's kind of fucked up." But then I kind of smile at the end. And if I was saying that about you, like I've had you know, it's like a serious comment. Like I've had my worst times and I've had my best times. I don't I don't think that there would be like a little smirk at the yeah. end. So I, I really read that as, "Oh, we're having a conversation about everything that happens in Cabo," and you know, this is what they chose to pull. So, Well, that
1: makes sense because that was the stuff that they used to do. I mean, they would literally make it seem like you were talking about something completely different than what you were actually talking about.
0: Yeah, I I didn't feel that way in that moment. I think that like the problem is I knew that we probably should have said goodbye to each other a lot sooner, right? And we didn't. And I remember thinking back then that I was making the mistake of thinking that things could go back to the way things were before yeah. just like all sorts of stuff happened. And lessons learned there. That's that's yeah. for sure. I will say that, we, we kind of get to this at the end of the episode when we talk about a do-over, but- We'll get there. We'll we'll kind of wrap it up at the end. There's still more to talk about because we get back and we have the dinner the next day. Well,
1: but before that, the dads, my dad and Lauren's dad have a little meetup in the offices. Also, screw you, dad. He's just adding to my whole persona. (laughs) But actually, our dads did know each other. They loosely worked together here and there, both in commercial real estate. So they had the dads meet up while we were in Cabo. Lauren's dad is talking about how, you know, he trusts her. He told her to be the babysitter, you know, switch off being babysitter between the group. And my dad's talking about how he needs to reel me back in. (laughs) So... Thanks for that, dad. (laughs) Just giving MTV exactly what they want. But I actually thought it was a cute scene between the two of them.
0: It reminded me of a moment where, you know, your dad said to us one time, I think when we were dealing with a breakup, your dad was like, you two need to just stop seeing each other.
1: No, I don't remember that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was like, look, (laughs) look, I think we had run the gamut, if you will. It's like we had been through so much and it was like, clearly it's not getting any better. So, yeah. Again, lessons in there, but sweet scene through yeah. um, through Dennis and Jim there, and then we go back into Cabo. And <laughs> honestly, I couldn't tell you. Obviously, as you could see, I am now on day two or three of, of blackout, and uh, I don't remember anything. This dinner, from
1: that. I what do were you remember doing there? <laughs> a great question. Feeding Brian, which like what is going where, on? Right where now? was Sam? I don't know. That's a great question. What happened to Sam? But you were hammered. Sam was so hot. You were hammered. I do remember that. You know what I think it was? This was an MTV dinner that they put on. And so I'm assuming Sam was like, catch me after. I'm not going to come to some Mm -hmm. bullshit dinner. Smart man. Smart man. I do feel like... When I was feeding Brian, that was to make you jealous. I'm like, "Oh, here, Brian, try this." Like, because you were all over Lauren at the dinner, so I was like, "Okay, I'll play this game too."
0: That's <laughs> just funny. Messy,
1: just messy. And then you, I don't know, her mouth. I love you to me.
0: <laughs> that's the truth. I mean, that was Aww. uh, th- yeah, that was my truth back then. I couldn't get away from you know the fact that I was wildly adolescently, if that's a word. Adolescent sure. love was 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 serious. Also not one of my finer moments as far as just being completely drunk on camera. Look, if you're ever going to do a reality show, these producers are hoping and praying that you drink a lot because this is the kind of stuff that happens and then this is the stuff that really sells. You know, it's like sex sells and serious drama where people are not acting themselves and uh, have completely lost all, you know, sense of judgment and and are making poor choices. So I will say this, Lauren actually she took me out of that dinner because she realized how drunk I was and I shouldn't be on camera anymore. So I'm forever grateful for her for that. And I was talking to another friend about this because obviously in watching this episode upcoming, I was like, what, what happened that night? You know, what happened that whole week? And it's like, I just, my memories are obviously very foggy of it. And yeah, there was that, that dinner. I apparently right after I walked off camera there, when Lauren took me away, I think I jumped in a fountain. Oh something. Gosh. I still had my, my MTV mic on Ugh. and, I just decided to jump in a fountain so
1: I jumped in a fountain
0: Mm -hmm. and then from there Lauren passed me off to another friend and said please take him home like he (laughs) needs to go yeah interesting you know me talking about wanting to watch a movie or something uh, and then MTV using that into their story of like us hanging out yeah look all I could say is that night was something we had other nights that we were down in Cabo but you know what happens in Cabo stays in Cabo (laughs) no it doesn't because I'm about to get to the bottom of it (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life, but when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. Kristen, have you used therapy before?
1: I have. I mean, I really do love therapy. I think it's really about connecting with your therapist. And that's why BetterHelp is really great because they'll walk you through that and make sure that you find someone that you really do click with. But I love it just to have an unbiased opinion and a third party who can just let you get stuff off of your chest. I've been in and out of therapy pretty much my whole life, but I haven't actually seen anyone in the last couple of years. And I'm kind of getting to the place where I'm like, you know what? (laughs) might be kind of nice to go back to therapy. I find that when you're able to just talk to someone and truly unload everything, it really helps me with stress.
0: Yeah, guys, we are absolutely 100% a pro mental health podcast here at Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven. Can't prioritize it enough, guys. Got to take care of your mind and uh, having the opportunity to talk to somebody is definitely crucial.
1: All right, you guys, if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a really great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists at any time.
0: When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com beach tent today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com beach 10
1: when she moved back to her hometown, Gia never expected to run into Jack. But when she sees him at the local dive bar, she finds herself drawn to him all over again. Want to know what happens next? Or maybe you want to know a whole lot more. Well, check out this sexy story and many more on Dipsy. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. Hear the sexy voices of Serenist Jay Jackson, ER Fightmaster, Luke Cook, and many others in stories like you've never heard before. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they also offer written stories. It's your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash beach. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash beach. dipsystories.com slash beach. Did you end up hooking up with Lauren that trip? Because that changes the remainder of this episode for me.
0: <laughs> Based off of Lauren's reaction there, I think we, we can confirm that, you know, something happened down in Cabo.
1: <laughs> so you are a hypocrite. What I said was accurate. <laughs> 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 I stand by everything in this whole episode. <laughs> but this was after, after you know, just steamrolled my heart
0: <laughs> 10 times. I'm like, okay, all right, you know what? It's done with her. It's I'm on. done with her. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm moving on from her. Yeah. Okay.
1: So. But so I wasn't that crazy to think that there was maybe still something going on with you and Lauren. Thank you very much. I rest my case.
0: <laughs> I mean, of course not. I mean, there was always something, you know, that Lauren and I had as well. Like we were always good friends and obviously, you know, it went to something more than that and the show caught wind of that. And yeah. There you have it. We had a lot of fun together too.
1: <laughs> Sam is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did it. You survived, Combo.
0: <laughs> oh man, did I though? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is there is a line that is is funny. They have this conversation. Well, actually, we should talk about this scene. There's a scene of Lauren and I. You know, they of course show us kind of leaving the dinner, and then they cut to a scene of us the next day together on the beach, um, really yeah. trying to drill home that like you know we were we were together that night and they have this this walk down the beach and she calls me out as she should of like moments of lying to her, which, yeah, I, I can't tell you exactly what happened, but yeah, I, I know it's along the lines of, I think I was misleading her about where our relationship was, even though, you know, I think I I knew deep down that it was, I was still holding out hope that you and I were going to get back together at that time. So, you know, they have this this scene of us talking and, and she's like, she says something about, you know, something that was my fault. And I was, and I say this, it comes off very weird. I, I'm like, you know, you know it's your fault. You know everything is your fault, and I'm obviously I'm I make trying to make a joke, but I said it in a very serious way, which was an odd odd thing to say. I don't know. It was it was a weird. This was a weird moment for me, but there is an honest moment where I say something like, "This was a tough year." <laughs> senior, yeah, year yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> senior year was kind of tough. It was like, uh, yeah, you think like, of course, <laughs> <I'm> learning <laughs> something. So funny, so, yeah, you're right. The shell shocked young naive kid going like after everything that had happened. And walking down the beach going, senior year was kind of a tough year. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it cracked me up. (laughs) That was funny.
1: All right. That wasn't so bad.
0: (laughs) It's interesting. Cabo's not been something like this episode. We've all moved on with our lives so much that I could always just look back and and almost laugh at it because you're looking at someone who's a completely different version of yourself. So many years, not only was I out of character in my moment in the worst possible way for that, you know, pivotal scene in Cabo, but I was also, you know, eighteen years old, just barely eighteen, and uh, you know, I'm a 36 year old man. Hopefully, these days, <laughs> and, and um, you know, it's just so different. And so, look, you obviously wish that you, you didn't have that on camera, but I can look back and and thankful that I'm not in that place in my life anymore. Learned a lot from those those experiences that we had, and I will say, going through some really tough shit especially like in our relationship, in all my relationships after that. You know, I learned a lot. Like yeah. there's things like if a girl, like if a girl burned me, I couldn't talk to you ever again. I was like, you know what? There's no second chances here. Yeah. Like we're, we're moving on. And I don't live in this. I, I regret that I said those things to you, you know, in the way, but like it's not hanging over my head in a way that, you know, defines me of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that ever happened. I can't talk about this. Like that's why I'm happy to sit here and talk about it because look, you can, you know, have a moment of being able to look at a bad place in your life and reflect on it and where you are now and see, you know, what you've learned and then like how far you've come, hopefully.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would hope that everyone continues to grow and evolve their entire lives. I mean I sure as hell hope I'm not the same girl I was when I was 17 or even 30. You know, I mean, I want to always be
0: continuing to grow. So you're different. And I see that now. And this is what I was trying to say back. I was like, you're a good girl. Like, please keep yourself together. You
1: (laughs) You saw the potential in me.
0: (laughs) I saw this potential. And I really just wanted you to be the best version of yourself. My my message, (laughs) my delivery of the message was not, was was not so
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks for seeing the potential (laughs) (laughs) okay so what would you do over obviously
0: i mean the do over is the inappropriate language and the getting into your face so but i mean before that i mean yeah there's a sequence of events leading up to that but as far as this episode i mean i wish i left the bar i wish i was never there but fact is, I, I was always going to be there. <laughs> I was, you know? <laughs> that was my life right there. All of yeah. our friends and being together, that was my life right there. I wasn't going to go anywhere until clearly my actions made people remove me from the situation. <laughs> so… Yeah. I wish I I didn't say what I said to you.
1: I wish that we would have had a mature conversation before going to Cabo, which I know is crazy for a 17 and 18 year old. But had we had an actual conversation, probably could have avoided a lot of the conflict.
0: I feel like we tried though at different times. We tried to have those real conversations, but again, we're so young. The conviction wasn't there, right? Yeah. It was like, look, well, we're going to have our fun. Let's not we're not together. <laughs> right, right, so that right. Should, Changes as week a by man, week. I'd be like, okay, yeah. Like, all right, we're not going to hang out with this right. person. We're going over here. Like, we need to be separate from each other. Uh, there's there's no middle ground or, or trying to mix the two. So, yeah. yeah. What about <sighs> your favorite quote from the episode?
1: I mean, I just have to go with everyone saying what happens in Cabo stays in Cabo because it was iconic.
0: <laughs> yep. And so, I mean, that quote, I mean, it has to, I think we, we would always kind of toss that around, but that comes from what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Is that the
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Is that the genesis of it? I would I would imagine so because you know that's I think, kind you're of right. Sin City's yeah. tagline. You're right. Was what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and then it became what happens in Cabo stays in Cabo. And yeah, let that be a lesson for people out there. First of all, you know, what happens in Cabo does not stay in Cabo. It never does. <laughs> all right, what's your quote? It's me and I say it's kind of been a rough year. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because if, if you're looking through the uh, window of the show, the lens of the show, uh, it's been a lot more than kind yeah. of a rough year. Yeah. There were some moments, and that's, but there is something honest that also comes in that conversation of Lauren and I talking, where people, senior year, I, yeah, all these random hookups, talk about this hookup culture, where you know, we're, we're becoming more comfortable in ourselves, we're on the precipice of adulthood, if you will, getting ready to move on, and you're experimenting more. Yeah, Some of that for some people at different ages is sexually and like with relationships and people like, you know, are like, all right, actually I'm finding myself attracted to this person. And then they get a little alcohol in them and they get a little more brave, (laughs) if you will. And they're like, oh, let's like, let's flirt and let's hook up. Like that starts to happen more at this (laughs) age because when you're 13, 14, like you don't have- you know, at least for me, I was like, I didn't have the balls to like make a move on a girl. Like I was like late bloomer over here. Like, got to make sure they're, we're all really committed here. Like maybe you got to make the first move first, which I'm pretty sure you were good at doing with me. I think (laughs) I did. (laughs) Steven, get over here. (laughs) So in talking about all these random hookups that happened senior year, but also everyone coming together, what I do remember from that year outside of this junior named Kristen Cavallari, I had a lot of fun with my senior friends, like when we all had, did you, like, I don't know if you remember you, I know you were going to LA, but like when I was, we were all hanging out doing our thing. We had a great time together.
1: I know because there was a lot of people that weren't even mentioned on the show (laughs) that I remember being like,
0: oh, really? (laughs) What would be your personal rating of watching this episode?
1: I'm going to go with a B minus because while not the best look where it looks like I'm just trying to hook up with everybody, apparently. I stand by how I reacted to you at the bar. I feel like it could have been a lot worse had I been my normal firecracker self. So I was proud of my reaction to you or lack thereof, I should say. Yeah. What's your personal rating?
0: I I agree with you there. Mine's an F minus. I mean, (laughs) let's be real here. Uh, Can we go any lower than an F (laughs) minus? There was a lot of bad decisions leading up to that moment and then a very costly mistake. So I own that. I respect that. Audience rating is an absolute A plus. Oh my gosh. What is going on with these kids in Laguna Beach?
1: Best episode yet. (laughs) How are
0: they going to Cabo? Like I only dream about doing this in high school. Where are their parents? Look how awesome that looks. Look at these sweet hotel rooms they have. These big dinners. They all look up with each other. They're hammered.
1: I mean, it's like train wrecks. (laughs) A <laughs> plus for sure MTV won with this episode
0: If they didn't have their audience hooked already I think this this cements it So I mean now I'm like wait so where do we go from here I know Because I mean you and I we got to be done
1: <laughs> This has to be it right I don't think so yeah.
0: <laughs> Tell me I learned my lesson God I know <laughs>
1: I don't even know what next week's episode is I've I've been so focused on Cabo That like the rest of the season doesn't even matter
0: <laughs> Yeah well so we'll see Look forward to watching it and, of course, sharing these memories with you guys. Appreciate you guys all tuning in. Very
1: fun. A little trip down memory lane. Never hurt anybody.
0: Finally, we could bury it. Yes. Goodbye, Cabo. Yes, it's been goodbye. Real. Adios. <laughs> By the way, I've been to Cabo in like 10 plus years.
1: <laughs> I literally got back yesterday. <laughs> I'm the you're Cabo like the mayor. queen. <laughs> you're
0: the mayor of, of Cabo. Have they given you like some sort of like key to the city they yet? They
1: need to. It's
0: bullshit, The Chamber of honestly. Commerce in, in Cabo, if you're down there, this girl is, is representing well. Yeah. I got to get down there though.
1: You should. I'm there multiple times a year. I love it. <laughs>
0: Can we go back to Kabo and have a shot? Actually, you know what? No, we I don't want to get into my business. We should go
1: back and we should- we'll
0: go, We can go to a bar next door. We'll go to Squid Row or something. At okay. least have a shot of tequila. There you and go. Uh, we'll dance on tables together. Boom, let's do it. <laughs> All right, well, before that, let's get back to Laguna, leave Cabo behind like I did for many, many years. <laughs> and we'll get into episode 106 next week. So until then, we will see you guys later.
1: Bye-bye. Adios. For listening to Back to the Beach with me, Kristen Cavallari, and the best ex-boyfriend ever, Stephen Coletti.
0: We are so stoked to bring you along on this journey back through Laguna Beach with us.
1: You can find us on Instagram at DearMediaStudio, hashtag BTTBpod at Kristen Cavallari and at Stephen Coletti.
0: Got any questions about the show, give us a call on our Back to the Beach hotline, 1-844-LAGUNA0.
1: And if you like our show, please make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review.
0: Back to the Beach is a Dear Media production hosted by Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti.
1: Our show is produced by Rosalie Atkinson.
0: Post-production by Amanda Vandekar, Michelle Harrison, and Taylor O'Connor.
1: Music supervision by Jonathan Lane.
0: Our theme song is Come Clean, written by John Shanks and Cara Diaguardi.
1: Cover composed by Steve Shebby.
0: And our executive producers are Jocelyn Falk, Paige Port, and Michael Bostick.